Welcome to the following presentation from IMG, America's home for college sports, on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders basketball. Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. Be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us, 804-638-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-938-
How much did you have to kind of pick up their heads? Yeah. And then what did you do out on the practice floor? Well, uh, one thing uh, that we that we really like about this group and one of the positives of being young is that uh, we have had more guys in the gym on their own or calling a coach to rebound for them or put them through a workout, uh, which is what happens these days. And uh, that than we than we ever have. And um, even this is a you know a very busy time uh, school wise. This semester is wrapping up, but tons of guys in the gym getting shots, working on their game. Um, so that that's really positive in terms of uh, on Sunday. And then uh, today we we talked briefly before practice just about you know um, you know there are things that we you know if we watch the tape and really evaluate it, there are a lot of things that we really need a lot of work on. Uh, but the things we control in terms of our effort. Um, you know, our, our uh, coachability, precision, those kinds of things, we can control those, and, and let's make sure that we do control those to uh, better. Uh, I think that, you know, one of, the, one of the things with a young team compared to an old team is an older team, you really have a good feel for how you're going to practice one day to the next and how that practice could influence how you play in the game. I think with a young team, uh, it goes out the window, and, and I can remember when, um, you know, Ryan and Kevin and Justin were young, uh, and it was that same feeling. You know, we'd have a tremendous practice and start the game out really, really slowly. And uh, and it's not um, uh, lethargic in terms of not, um, you know, not wanting to play well and not wanting to do well, but just a little bit frozen. And and uh, so th- those are the things that we're, we're, we're tr- really working and, and talking to our guys about is uh, to be to be zero. What what can we control? Um, you know, because you can't control a whole lot. And once the game starts, uh, but what can we control? And that's our effort, our concentration, our coachability, uh, and those things that that carry out on throughout. And um, uh, so I, I thought today's practice was really good. There was good energy. There's a good attention to detail. Um, you know, and, and we need to make the, the practices the more closely related to the games and, and have those things show up once the game starts on Wednesday. Well, what's the trick in doing that? <laughs> I guess if you knew that million-dollar answer, uh, you wouldn't waste it on us here at Joe's in Bonaire. You'd have it in those guys' heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I think that, you know, when, with, a, with an older team, you might, you might even walk through a play and say, hey, when we, when we see this, uh, this exchange between the two guards, we know they're in this, and let's double-team that. And it, it's as simple as that, and you move on. I think when you have a team like ours, well, you can't get to the special play early, and so you're going over again and again and again how you're guarding the, the, the ba- very basic things and, and the technique of how you're guarding the basic things and then the intensity and, and, and uh, concentration to guard the basic things. Uh, and so when you see that wrinkle that you know the, all the coaches know about and it, it surprises the team, that, that those – those things happen, but you need to solve those those very basic things first. And uh, I, I think we'll we'll get better. You know, I, I thought that. Um, you know, I, I thought when we went out of the court, it wasn't a great atmosphere for an ACC no, game. Absolutely. At Wake, and and I thought, well, that could be to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought we still, especially a lot of young guys, they didn't. You know, they were they were on their heels right from the jump ball. Just about uh, whether it was because it was an ACC team or because. Uh, whatever the reason, first road game, uh, and that, so it didn't seem like a great atmosphere to to you and me, to a freshman. It, it, it might did. seem yeah. like, yeah. wow, this is this is an imposing place or team or. So I think you know that that's unfortunately you, you know um, no matter how many times we've been through it that that the guys who are playing need to go through it more and more and more and um, you know there there are definite positives in today's practice makes makes 
the coaches feel good because of the energy and the concentration. That's great. That needs to carry over to tomorrow and subsequently to Wednesday. Well, I pulled a couple of segments out of the two games last week that we've talked about, and you can agree or disagree, and it has nothing really to do with coaching and more just about you got to do it. Eventually, yeah. you just got to do it. So in the Vermont game, we're down eight. We reel off seven straight points. Jake hits the three-pointer, cuts it to one. You're right there, and then you get three or four possessions where you stopped Vermont. They yeah. didn't score with a chance to take the lead. Never happened. They reel off a couple of threes. They build the lead back up. And then even in the weight game, Chris, to a lesser extent, it's 11 at halftime, 40 to 29. But we got the ball to start yeah. the second half, and Greg and I both thought the same thing. You know what? Get a bucket here, yeah. maybe even a three ball, yeah. without getting too selfish. Cut it to single digits, and let's see what could happen. And, and it just yeah. didn't happen. Are those moments that you can teach with these guys? Absolutely. And I think that we probably talk about the start to everything mm-hmm. a lot the start to the game the start to practice the start to our film session you know no no, no nonsense on time the start to the to the when they go in and lift with the strength trainer jay and um you know so i i feel like we, we're talking about those things but you know again they're different when it's when you're really mm-hmm. playing and the start to the second half we had um we had good offense and had two opportunities and had two really clean looks and they didn't go in and i think that one thing for, for our team is, um, you know, I, I wish it were the fact that if we played really good defense, they didn't score. Unfortunately, sometimes you play really good defense, the other team scores. I wish it was we, when we play really good offense, we score. That doesn't always – that's right. not always the case. Nope. And so, um, so those, you know, those are lessons. And, and um, that's where I think the coachability comes in because, you know, when there are enough mistakes for everybody to be pointed out. And so if – you know, if you've made a mistake and you get pointed out as that, you need to take that coaching, move on to the next play, and, and be good. But that's 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 difficult because maybe you saw the other person's mistake, and you know. But that that's that's where we're 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 building with that, and I think the guys are getting much better at it. And like I said, that um, they they've been in terms of when we come to practice and huddle up and ready to go, they're good and moving and energetic and and ready to go and 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 believe we can get better and and are working to getting better. All right, 521-8501 if you'd like to join the conversation. We know that Ivan knows that number. He always leads us off, but then the phone lines are open beyond that, and in the middle segments you'll get an opportunity to hear from or speak with Nick Sherrod. He's our special player guest this afternoon, a local product obviously from nearby St. Chris, has had back-to-back really good shooting games, and we'll be able to talk with Nick about all of that, plus the rivalry and family feud game with Old Dominion coming up on Wednesday night down in Norfolk. All right, Ivan, lead us off. You're first up on the Spider Sports Line with Coach Mooney. Hello. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. How are you both doing tonight? Doing okay, Ivan. How are you? Great. Well, I would just say <clears throat> I, I, I saw the game on TV, and I really think your team really hustled, but it's just like when you get on, uh, after you get off the, uh, you, you make a point, and, and then they're a little slow in getting back on defense. And I think that's something that can be rectified. The team just has to go out there. I think it's the sophomores and the uh, juniors who have to be the, the leaders of the team. Yeah, I, I agree, Ivan. I think that, um, you know, transition defense is something we've really emphasized um, since since we've been here and um, kind of generally have been have been very good at that. But that is something that needs to get better. You know, it, it's um, – I think that – when you have the speed and talent of of Wake Forest, that's really something. That's kind of your first part of defense is make sure you're back and set so that they can't be so comfortable in transition. And if we can make them uh, 
come down and, and, and run their offensive set against our defense, which is ready and set, uh, that gives us a much better chance. And so I, I agree. I think there were a couple of times where uh, we didn't get back fast enough or we're maybe taking a chance uh, at, at, at pressuring the ball or, or going for a steal in, in the backcourt. And uh, I think that is something that we can really do much better and, and will pay big dividends. And also, do you think you're depending too much on the three-point shot and not – uh, enough on, on, on the two and getting them to foul you in the, in the process? Uh, I do, Ivan. I think that's probably, um, you know, if, if I watch, not that I do, Bob, but if I watch college basketball, I think that's probably something that uh, I'm as, as critical uh, of, uh, of, of our team, number one, but of every team, I think, settling for three-point shots, especially if those three-point shots aren't open. And I think uh, for us, a team that has – really tries to capitalize on, on ball movement and player movement and being fluid. When we don't have that, that's when I feel like we really settle. And um, I think that has shown up, uh, you know, to, in, a, in a large part, especially when we've played uh, some, of the, some of the bigger, faster, more athletic teams uh, that, we, that we've settled for, for three-point shots. And, you know, uh, we've talked about it and being aggressive. And, and, you know, if you shoot the right threes, a lot of times you end up with, you know, 18, 20 threes during the course of a game, and they're all the ones you practice, and you, you generally shoot a high percentage. You know, forcing three-point shots or settling for three-point shots usually doesn't usually doesn't work too well. Yeah. Well, you know, going into the old Dominion game, I remember when Nick's uh, grandfather, Etchua, played for VCU, and that was and that was always a great game when, when VCU and Richmond would play back there in the day. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, Nick's here, and... and uh, Hopefully we'll get a lot of words out of them to talk about those things. It doesn't look good early. The, uh, the over-under is low, but, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll get them to talk a lot tonight. All right, Ivan, thanks. Appreciate thanks, Ivan. the call. All right, uh, again, lines will be open. We'll take a break. Nick Sherrod will be with us during the middle two segments. Associate head coach Rob Jones is in the house tonight. He's going to join us for a little bit as well. Great comment and question, actually, Chris, by Ivan about the three-point shots. How much of that is just decision-making young guys that probably won't make the same decision on pulling the trigger today as they will maybe a month or two months from now or two years from now? And and what is a comfortable number? I think we're at about 21 per game right now. You know, it's funny. I've always been um, really sensitive to that number because, uh, you know, who we recruit and the way we play is, is given to getting a lot of outside shots. And I feel like we're at our best when we're at about 18 or so, you know, and I think, um, the Ver, you know, the Vermont game, the way they were playing us, you know, you know, really packed in naturally are going to take a few more than that. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't always go, you know, what's a good shot is, is a three or not a three. Uh, but I, I feel like we've over the course of time, have done a, a good job of that in a, in an offense that could, you know, shoot too many, um, I think really the the ones that we've shot the most are because we're we're not we're not as fluid and we're not moving as well and you know what we're at our best when there's you know a, a good start to the offense and everybody's moving crisply if there's a bobbled ball and the next guy doesn't cut quite as hard and now we're not quite as open I think those end up in hopefully not turnovers but you know probably the next worst thing is a little bit of a of a shot that's forced or a settled for uh, when it's a three point shot. All right, let's take that uh, time out. Speaking of the three-point shot, Nick's been knocking him down the last yes. couple of games. So we will talk about that, plus the overall 
uh, State of the Spiders with Nick Sherrod and the Old Dominion game coming up, and actually two good state rivalry games this week for Richmond with Old Dominion Wednesday night down in Norfolk, and then James Madison at the Robin Center Saturday night at 6 o'clock. So let's take a break. Nick joins us after this commercial timeout. Spider Sports Line is live at Joe's Inn Bonaire on ESPN 950-1027 FM, and this, the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. You've heard that Lux Chevrolet is more than 100 years old. Now help Lux celebrate 100 years of Chevy trucks. From the midsize Colorado with a new diesel engine to the Silverado HD, Lux has a truck for your lifestyle. Lux also has an experienced sales staff to help your company with commercial truck needs, including service bodies, KUV vans, and other body applications. Call 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com and buy your next truck from Lux. Lux Chevrolet in Ashland. Joe's in Bonaire is proud to support University of Richmond basketball. Join us every Monday evening at 5.30 for the live broadcast of the Spider Sports Line, the Richmond men's basketball radio show featuring head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Come early and visit Bonaire Provisions, supplying meat, seafood, game, growlers, and wine. Joe's in Bonaire and Bonaire Provisions are both located in the Bonaire Shopping Center at the corner of Buford Road and Forest Hill Avenue. Visit us on the web at joesinbonaire.com or bonaireprovisions.com. Computer, execute 12.4p operation. Optimizing algorithm. Running encryption packet alpha. Night, night. Oh, I don't feel so good. What? What is it, computer? Is it hot in here? It feels hot in here? I feel a little clammy. I should lie down or something. A computer with a virus? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. Those oysters Rockefeller were a mistake. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wing Zone presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Every Saturday morning starting at 11 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center and broadcasting live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Good pass, Buckingham to Golden. Reverse layup, missed it, but flying in to tip it in with the left hand is DeMonte Buckingham. Uh, nice follow by Buck. Here go the Spiders, left wing Gilliard, stops, takes a three, and knocks it down. Another three, Gilliard with six, and the Spiders knocking them in from long distance, down 16-3. to three. That can cure That's a lot team. of ills. If you're going to miss a lot of shots, you better make them from out there. Welcome back. Segment number two of the Spiders. Line live from Joe's in Bonaire. We've got a great crowd in the restaurant tonight. Really appreciate everyone who's here. We got fans, we got alums, we got new residents of Richmond who just moved into houses have come tonight to to watch the show and listen to us talk. And we got a lot of our staff members and a lot of coaches. Uh, coaching staff is here tonight as well, so we appreciate that. And the headliner of that group is Spider sophomore guard Nick Sherrod from St. Chris here in Richmond, making uh, I think already in his sophomore year. This is what your third appearance third, here already. Third appearance. Wow. Well, we, we, we like the local guys, yeah, so keep course. recruiting those. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially guys who want to go into the broadcasting field. That's still on the uh, agenda? Yes. All right. Still want to? Okay, yes, good. Sir. We're going to switch spots before the four years is done, <laughs> and he can interview me, and I can get idea. out of this chair and, and get out of here. So uh, so why are you shooting the ball so much better the last two games? Nick, have you figured it out, or you did not even care and just want to keep going at it? Uh, I don't think not caring is the word. I think uh, 
uh, I've been working hard. I've worked hard all season. Um, but just after coming back from the Caymans, especially, I put up uh, just twice as many shots as I would have before and just trying to really focus in and uh, try to be more comfortable out there. And uh, it's been paying off. And I feel like I worked too hard to for the ball not to go in. So it's, it's good to see it go in the past couple games. Is there a feel that you get when they start to go in? I don't mean in practice. I don't mean when you go out and shoot on your own. I mean when you get into the flow of a game. Uh, not necessarily. I can kind of tell how I'm going to feel uh, going into the game when I go through a pre- my pregame routine and how the, how I'm going to feel. But uh, it feels good when the first one goes in, but it feels even better when the second and third <laughs> one go in too. Which has happened the last couple of games. And, Chris, I mean, he's a shooter. That's, that's what he does. That's what you want him to do, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, you know, especially – uh, especially when when you're younger and and uh, we were watching the old Dominion game from last year, which was which was a second game of the season and it was only Nick's second college career game, and uh, he's just light years ahead of where he was then. Yeah. But I'm sure you know next year in in January watch a game, uh, and he'll be that much further ahead uh, at that point. And that that's kind of part of the development process and. I think for Nick, you know, he, he's a, a great shooter and a scorer. He's actually a really good all-around player. So uh, I, I think that I, I've talked to Nick before is that, that the, the, the most important thing for him, I think, is to be able to, to have a really good game where the number of threes he made was irrelevant. You know, and I think huh. if you have a game where you make three threes, four threes on top of doing all those things, that's an incredible game. Uh, but I think that <clears throat> for him, he can really do a lot of things well and, uh, has a sense for how to help us in a, in a, a lot of ways. And so I, I think that while his shooting is always going to be a, a featured part of him, uh, I do think that, um, you know, his all-around game uh, should be complemented by his shooting and, and not the other way around. And, and, I, and, I, and I think he's well on his way to doing that. So how do you make sure the rest of your game is improving the way your shooting is also improving. I mean, it's easy to go out there, and I saw you this morning. You were the first one I saw in the gym shooting by yourself. But shooting aside, as Coach said, how do you make sure the rest of your game improves on the same pace? Just continue to work on it as I would work on my shooting. I think, um, obviously, like Coach said, shooting is always going to be a featured part of my game, but especially in the summers and in the gym in my alone time, just working on ball handling and then with Coach Jay working on strength and conditioning and that kind of stuff. So just uh, – putting that same attention to detail on the, the other aspects of my games I do on shooting, I think, will help continue help it improve. How much different is being a sophomore from being a freshman a year ago? Uh, I think it's a lot different, but it's also kind of similar, I think, especially in the season where I was playing playing more, uh, kind of helped me with this experience as I'm playing more. I think that um, you kind of know what to expect from the coaches. You kind of know the routine. You know what the warm is going to be like. You know what practice is going to be like. You know what the game day routine is going to be like, whereas – I wasn't even sure I was going to start before the first game last year. So just you kind of kind of know what to expect, and uh, that, that helps a lot. And, and I've been a lot more comfortable this year than I was last year. That was a baptism by fire last year when you started as a freshman, and, and uh, this year a little bit different. How much do you think, looking back, um, as difficult as that may have been to do last year, I'm sure it was a lot of fun to do, but still difficult, how much maybe it helps you this year? Uh, like I said, it helps me a lot. Just, just being more comfortable, I think that, you know, you can adjust into the routine more when you know what to expect. So uh, just being comfortable and just going out there and, you know, knowing that you have the confidence in your coaches and knowing that uh, your teammates want you to be aggressive out there, I think it helps because you can be more comfortable out there. Now, you're still only a sophomore, uh, yet on a young team, that makes you one of the more veteran guys. How do you impart some of that experience and wisdom on the rest of your teammates? 
uh, like I said, just going going to tell them some of the experience that I had. I think uh, last year, especially early in the season, I had my ups and downs and stuff like that. But just telling them that it's a long season. Even now, uh, we're struggling a little bit early, but it's a long season. We still have a lot more games left to play. And, you know, just telling them that it's a process and it's a grind and that college basketball is not easy. A lot of them, you know, came from high school situations where it was easy and that things were, you know, a lot easier than they are now in college. And, you know, and every day is important. Every practice, every session in the weight room, all that stuff is important. So just lo- uh, letting those guys know that, you have to lock in on every aspect of every day, and you'll be successful. How are you guys handling this? I mean, nobody likes to lose. It's not fun. Those of you that were here last year won 22 games a year ago. So uh, it's proven that this group can win. you got some newcomers that you got to mesh into the rotation. But as a group of guys, uh, and even take the coaches out of this for a moment, players as a team, how are you guys dealing with it? I think we still have to get a lot. I think that, you know, um, as individuals, we talked a lot with each other about things we can do uh, as individuals and as a collective just to play better. But I think everybody's heads are still up. I think we realize, I think part of that what happened last year is we didn't have a great non-conference last year. And although we stressed that we wanted to have a better non-conference, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. But we realize there's a lot more games left and we still have a few more games left in non-conference to turn around and then we can get ready for conference play. Chris, you've talked about that before, that, yes, they will hear the coaches' voices, but many times it's more impactful when they hear their own voices amongst themselves. Yeah, that's that's always going to be the case. You know, there's there's a, an expectation for what the coaches are going to say, and, uh, you know, I think it, it means a tremendous amount, And but I think, uh, you know, what they're saying to each other and talking to each other and, you know, we've always talked about uh, this being the, it's the player's program. It's the player's program. And so if they're, you know, to be to make fun of the coaches or the way a coach talks or says something uh, or what, what he says to get on a particular guy and to joke about that, I think that's all good and well. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it's important to say, uh, well, you know, Nick, when he did say this, he probably was right. About that. Um, because then I think, you know, you, you want to take – you know, you want to take ownership of it. And, I, I, you know, that's a big part. We talk about being coachable is, uh, you know, hey, you know, we have to – you're supposed to cut there and, and, and not to talk about excuses or why you might not have cut or, or what might have happened. But um, you're right. Let's let's do it the next time and do it better and, and move on from there. So uh, – and, and I, I, I really do think the guys have been good like that. I, I feel like um, – you know, the, the the best I feel about it is when we're in the gym and we're together and we're practicing and, and you can see guys getting better or a guy who made a shot who hasn't been making shots or a guy makes a, a good, good decision that hadn't been making good decisions. And uh, and so that's, that's you know, we're, we're seeing that. And, and that's, um, that's what we need to continue to see and continue, uh, you know, very consistently do better and better. Nick, the other day at uh, Wake, and Coach and I were talking about this in the first segment, as, as young as you guys are and freshmen who were into an ACC building for the first time last year, did you sense any of that amongst the guys? I mean, obviously you wanted to get off to a good start. It didn't happen. Is there some of that just because it's Wake Forest, it's the ACC, it's the first road game, it's in a bigger building? You seeing or feeling any of that or not? Uh, not necessarily. I think that sometimes uh, the game just uh, doesn't go as planned. I think everybody's ready to go. Everybody was ready to play. I think the coaches did a great job preparing us for the game and stuff like that. But uh, I think that one was, was mostly on us. We weren't ready to go uh, from the beginning of the game. And uh, I think it showed we were kind of lazy out there early in the game and we could put ourselves in the hole. Do you guys um, sense kind of the runs that you can go on? And Coach and I were talking about that in the first segment, that the Vermont game, you get it to one, can't get the lead. Wake Forest, if you just get a couple of buckets, get it under 10 points, that kind of thing. Is that something that you guys sense and talk about even in timeout huddles? 
Yeah, we talk about that a lot, actually, um, during timeouts and uh, especially, like, after the games when we're going through it and looking towards the next game, just trying to figure out which plays we can make, how we can get certain guys the ball or, like, move harder, like, especially on defense, attention to detail. Like, if you get it down to one, you get a stop and a score, the, ch- the game changes, the momentum of the game is changing. So especially in the, the past couple games where there's been a chance for us to uh, take the momentum from the other team, just trying to figure out ways where we can be a little bit more attentive to the scouting report and things like that where we can uh, get ahead. One of the things that I know you guys did in prep work, not on the practice floor, was critique each other uh, a couple of weeks ago, right, before, after one of the games, before, before the next one. Uh, what did you think of that? What, what kind of positives, what learning lessons did you guys come out of from there where you weren't hearing the critique from a head coach or an assistant coach, but you were actually critiquing each other? I thought that was actually a, a really good and really beneficial. I think that none of our guys took any of it personal. I think that you know, realize that as a basketball player, like, things aren't gonna, always going to go well and that a lot of times it's better to hear from your teammates sometimes than it is from your coaches. So just being in the film room with with, uh, with our teammates and going over that stuff. And I know there's a lot of things that I saw uh, on film that I didn't necessarily notice in the game and that people have pointed out to me and it helped me moving forward. So just having that feedback from your teammates helps a lot. You got one or two of those? I mean, how comfortable were you dishing out one or two of those constructive criticisms and also absorbing one or two of those constructive criticisms? Um, I, I feel like I was definitely more comfortable taking it from my teammates than actually uh, than telling them. I think that's just part of how it is. I feel like that's just part of how I am as a person, but I think that's definitely how you grow as a leader and how you grow as an individual uh, person is just learning how to uh, uh, take criticism. So. Chris, I think that's that's an answer I would have expected from Nick or any one of the younger guys particularly. Is some of that the maturation process of this team where maybe if you do the same exercise when he's a senior, he's going to say, you know what, I was more comfortable yeah. giving the constructive criticisms. I know how much it helps. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's, you know, um, that's certainly the, you know, being a good kid and, yeah. and, and, and that's a natural, natural reaction. I think when you do get older, you, you feel – uh, you just feel more confident in everything that's being done. I think you you remove some of the personal tension from it, and you think that, you know, look, we're we're just trying to be better and guard this particular play better, or or uh, run this particular set better. Uh, it doesn't matter who who's the one that makes a mistake. We just it can be identified. We all can learn from it and do better the next time. And uh, I do think that comes with a little bit of age. I, I think it's also. Uh, more and more uncomfortable for for guys these days to do that. I don't I don't think it's part of how they, you know, they didn't grow up uh, picking teams on the playground and, hmm. and arguing whose ball it was and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's very organized and uh, you know they're you know probably better at listening than they are at at, at uh, shouting instructions. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's take a timeout. We're right at the top of the hour. We're going to bring associate head coach Rob Jones into our discussion. He spends a lot of time on that practice floor, not only during practice but before and after practice sessions working with Nick. So we'll get Rob's perspective on that, and then we'll certainly talk about the Old Dominion game coming up on Wednesday night and, of course, uh, the rivalry that exists just in the Sherrod household as far as that game is concerned. And, actually, before I go to the break, I hope everybody in the restaurant saw the jacket that you're wearing. Nice Brooklyn jacket, huh? <laughs> yeah. Being a, being a Nets fan? You're not really a Nets fan, are you? We're, no. we're, we're converting you, though, right? Uh, I wouldn't say all that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. We got, we got a spider leading those Brooklyn yeah, Nets. Come on, I'm Nick. I'm definitely uh, supportive of Coach Ackett's here. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a sharp-looking jacket. Thank you. you that might be the right reason. That yeah, it just looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah, exactly. cool. It exactly. has nothing to do. And Kenny would understand that. He'd be the first one I think so. probably <laughs> to say, go with the swag. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about who's that. running the program. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll take a break halfway through our program. We'll come back. Uh, Associate Head Coach Rob Jones joins us here at the head table. 
ESPN 950-1027 FM, Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. Cap Center presents Teamwork Tips with Spiders men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. You can't play the same way against every team. You need to adapt to your opponent's style. Do they play zone, full court press, or just shoot threes? A customized game plan gives your team a better chance at victory when the final buzzer sounds. At Cap Center, teamwork is everything. We work with you to develop a customized game plan for buying, selling, or refinancing your home. Learn about our zero closing cost options at capcenter.com slash spiders. Prepaids and escrows not covered. NMLS ID 67717. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Equal housing lender. At the University of Richmond, you get a leading liberal arts university in a dynamic capital city where you can be an accountant and an artist. Research alongside faculty and have an internship in your field. Be part of Division I athletics and highly ranked academics. The University of Richmond. We are, you are. Gift-giving season is upon us, and with all the hustle, it's easy to forget about you. That's why at Dyke Tire Tire Pros, we invite you to add yourself to the gift list. From November 15th to December 11th, you can get a $70 reward card after submission with the purchase of four new Michelin passenger or light truck tires. For the best deals on tires and service you can trust without the hassle, visit Dyke Tire Tire Pros in Richmond, online at DykeTire.com. See participating stores for complete details. Void where prohibited. Offer expires December 11th, 2017. At CarMax, you have the freedom to shop the way you want. Explore our vast selection of vehicles at your local store, either on your own or with one of our helpful sales associates, or visit CarMax.com and search our nationwide inventory from anywhere. It's the best of both worlds. Like a cockapoo, part cocker spaniel, part poodle. And what's not to love about that? (laughs) So visit CarMax or CarMax.com and experience the cockapoo of car buying. CarMax. Drive what's possible. Lexus of Richmond presents Holiday Cheer and Gear. This year at Dick's Sporting Goods in Short Palm, December 8th from 9.50 to 7.40 on ESPN 9.50 and 102.7 FM. It's Spider Basketball and Dinner at Joe's in Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. You're listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Out front to Gillian. The four at the circle. The four hands off to Sherrod and under the three on the right side. And Nick is getting hot. He's got 11. Like hearing that from our special player guest today, Nick Sherrod, the Richmond product, joins us for another segment of the Spider Sports Line. Bob Black back with you. And associate head coach Rob Jones has joined us to not only talk some general Spider basketball, but Rob spends a decent amount of time uh, with Nick when they do all sorts of different shooting drills. Uh, Nick, I take us through a little bit of maybe it's your game day routine because I feel like that's the day when I see you and and Rob paired up the most before shoot-around, after shoot-around, before pregame meal. Take us a little bit through that routine for you. Uh, basically, just the goal is just to get up as many shots as I can <laughs> before the game and just try to feel comfortable with my shot. I, I think just uh, shooting a lot of mid-range, shooting a lot of uh, three-pointers, doing some floaters, just all kinds of stuff, just any kind of shot that I feel like I'm going to be able to get in the game and take in the game and getting as many reps and feeling comfortable before I go into the game. 
really right, doesn't so he, seem he's, quite as scientific when he, when I, he says it like that. Well, that's why I was coming to you. I wanted the scientific reason. Okay, he's out there just shooting the darn ball. What's he really doing out there, Coach? No, I think so much of it is about getting a good rhythm. And, and I think that Nick's right. It is about getting shots up and, and getting a lot of them. There's something about the physical rhythm that your body is going to get into shooting different shots. Um, there's also there's the, the mentality of watching the ball go in. Um, so much of that is becoming you know, focused in on your shots and then seeing the result of that ball dropping in through the net. Boy, I love that line, Nick, the mentality of seeing the ball go in. How much is that in your mentality? Uh, I think it's the biggest part of my mentality. I love seeing the ball go in. <laughs> so um, just trying to, like I like Coach said, putting the ball in as many times as I can, especially for the game, especially uh, if I know I'm going to have to put the ball in the basket during the game. So just – getting that in my mind and it's always good when you see the ball go through the basket and it gives you a lot more confidence going forward rob the team practices are obviously emphasized but uh, how important is it and how much extra work are you putting in with this particular group of guys and their understanding that hey i've got to do more than just the two hours that we're together on the floor as a team yeah that's a challenge right now because there are so many things that we need to work on in in practice but then beyond that every single guy uh, needs to get in the gym to to shoot and and whether it be the the individual shooting with assistant coaches and we do a good job of uh, bringing guys in you know their schedules are challenging they're going to class they're going to study hall they have lifting uh, so some of the guys it's earlier in the morning some of the guys it's right before practice some guys after practice it's it's really when the the gaps of availability in their schedule is to when we can squeeze it in um, naturally there's going to be times where guys are working on a paper or they've got a, a, a test coming up or all these there there are these challenges and obstacles that we face uh, but it's extremely important that we get the guys in and you know whether individual basis or two guys at a time because you need that you need that time to get you know get some things figured out now some of that is is the guys time management some of that i think you can schedule even as just a sophomore nick's been through it understand it what are you seeing from some of the the freshmen from that regard about getting into the gym and the time management uh and getting better particularly a jacob gilliard who's starting and a nathan ko who's playing a lot of minutes those two freshmen particularly yeah well time management if you asked any freshman in college that would be the most difficult thing now you, you add in college athletics, and, and now you're really talking about a challenge of trying to manage um, what, what to them seems like very little free time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're talking about a day that, that starts for most of them, you know, 6.30, 7 in the morning, and that's starting with something physical. And, and then they're to study hall, they're to class, they're to lunch, right into practice, then to film. And it, it just it seems like it doesn't stop. So finding a, um, a good routine that they feel comfortable with. And some guys are a little bit more disciplined with the routine that they've had, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit more of a natural adjustment to them. For some guys, it's a little bit overwhelming. And so it takes them a little bit of time to get adjusted to it. I think that um, certainly with Nick, um, he's a man of routine. You know, he, he's a guy that, that has had good routines and good habits. And so we just had to, we had to sit down and try to figure out what, when the best times were, um, how game days were going to look, you know, things like that. So, so how about for the freshmen specifically? What do you mm-hmm. see in, um, from that standpoint, from, from a Nathan K.O., from a, yeah. from a Jacob Gilliard? What, what are you kind of seeing from, from those guys as they, they learn this whole time management college experience yeah. thing? Number one is willingness. They, those guys are very willing. You know, you, we'll, we'll text them and say, hey, you know, the only gap we got tomorrow is at 7.30 a.m. Let's, let's meet and let's be ready to shoot. 
and and those guys are they're ready to go. So the the willingness is there. Um, the concentration, you know, is getting better when when we're in those times. So often, that's a challenge for guys that they don't understand. Is that you know we've got a we've got a thirty minute window. We're going to get some shots up. That means the second that you walk out there, we got to be ready to go. We got to concentrate and be ready to go. You got to maximize the amount of time that you get, and and that's how you're going to get better. You know, too often when guys are growing up, they think just being in the gym is sufficient enough to get better. It's it's efficiently using that time that you're on the court, that you're on um, getting those shots up. That's that's how you're going to get better. What are you seeing, Nick, from those freshman guys, and how much can you guide, kind of guide them, not so much through the game process, they've played enough games, but kind of through the process that Coach Jones was talking about. And I particularly point to the two that are that are playing right now, and Jacob Gilliard and Nathan Kale. Yeah, like, like Coach said, I think they're extremely hard workers, and I don't think they're, they shy away from the gym, but like Coach said, one of the things that we all had to learn is that you have 30 minutes and you have to be really uh, really specific and really detailed what you're trying to do and what you're trying to get done. But just talking to them about time management just in general, I think that going to classes their first semester in college, they have uh, finals coming up and still trying to find time in the gym. So just kind of telling them like to find a routine, find out some stuff you want to do and get done every day and then make sure you attack those things. All right, let me finish up with you, and then Coach Mooney will rejoin us. He's kind of wandering around the room a little bit, and Coach Jones will, will hang up here with us. So Wednesday is Old Dominion. Uh, we've been through this conversation before when we had you last year, but let's refresh our entire audience's memory. Uh, your dad obviously played at Old Dominion. Uh, what's at stake here Wednesday night, Nick, beyond obviously you wanting to win the basketball game? Um, I think there's probably a little bit more bragging rights, but I think it's probably more for my dad's friends. My dad really doesn't doesn't talk to me that much about it. I, uh, he really – he took me to one ODU game in 2005 at the Coliseum when ODU played VCU, and I was actually in the ODU section cheering my brains out for VCU. <laughs> so uh, that's the only time, like, he's ever taken me to the ODU game. Like, he talks about it in terms of some of the experiences with players, and I try to not ask him things about how he met, uh, dealt with certain players and, like, some of his relationship with his coaches. Um, so talk to him about that. But really, other than that, like, he doesn't really bring it up that much, so – has it been more about that? Has been the, and obviously your grandfather as well. Both of them uh, played college basketball. How significant an aid um, was that as you got into college? But even to this day now, you get plenty of you know help from your coaches, but to be able to get it from from parental figures like that. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I think that a lot of kids don't don't have this opportunity, don't have uh, the kind of resources that I do uh, to just have two two people, significant people in my life that I've gone through it before and have gone through this whole process. So just knowing that I can lean on them for any information I need, especially this year when I have to be more of a leader and have more of a leadership role, just how they dealt with certain players, certain personalities, just kind of figuring that stuff out. So I think it's been really awesome having them around. They going to be there Wednesday night? Uh, Do you know? I don't know yet. I don't know. They haven't told me yet, so we'll see. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll be looking for them, and, and uh, hopefully you have another big game for a lot of reasons, but that's certainly one of them. We want you to be able to have uh, the bragging rights. We'll let you gra- go grab some dinner, Nick. Thanks for being with us this evening. Greatly appreciate it, and we know you'll be back before the year is up. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Nick Sherrod, our special player guest uh, this evening here at Joe's Inn. Bonaire, and a big game coming up for Nick and the Spiders Wednesday night against Old Dominion. Before we get to the break, Rob, I just want to pick up on one of the things Nick just talked about, and and I see this um, in guys who come from families who had a mom or a dad who played at the collegiate level, and there's just a little bit of a difference maybe in their mindset, uh, in the way they prepare. Uh, I see it all the time in football. Our coaches talk about the guys whose dads played uh, collegiate football. Do you guys kind of see that as well as coaches, that they are not necessarily better or worse, but just 
different way they attack the game. Definitely. And I do think that there is an element of uh, there's some maturity that can be passed along. There's some uh, some little lessons here and there uh, just through experience that I think is helpful for those guys. And certainly for Nick with his with his grandfather and his father, that's a that's a pretty special situation for him. All right, let's take a timeout. We've got some email questions. Rob, stick around if you don't mind. No problem. Uh, Coach Mooney joins us back here in just a moment. Again, thanks to Nick Sherrod for being our special player guest tonight here at Joe's Inn Bonaire. Timeout. We'll be back with our next segment of the Spider Sports Line coming up, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. This is the Spider IMG Sports Network, powered by Ace Electric. People's Golf Cars is proud to supply club golf cars to Richmond Spiders Athletics. For over 25 years, Peebles has had the largest selection of gas and electric golf cars and utility vehicles in the Mid-Atlantic. Whether your needs are on campus or across the state, we offer leasing, sales, rentals, and service. Our club car factory trained technicians can service any brand at your location or ours. Visit us in Richmond, Chesapeake, or the Outer Banks or online at peeblesgolfcars.com. Like us on Facebook for $100 off your next golf car purchase. Peebles Golf Cars, 262-0778. Go Spiders. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge. Or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. That's VABirthFatherRegistry.com. You get such an amazing shave using a Dollar Shave Club razor with their shave butter that you'll want to use their other products, too. They make stuff for your hair, face, skin, and shower, and they deliver it to you. They even have gift memberships and e-cards available. And right now, you can get your first month of the club's best razor along with travel versions of their shave butter, body cleanser, and butt wipes for just 5 bucks. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. Get it all exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com jones. That's dollarshaveclub.com jones. Sometimes the best seats in the house are above it. In college football, that's the Goodyear blimp. And for more than 60 years, we've seen what it takes to be worthy. It takes toughness, dedication, and perseverance. Because seasons aren't measured by wins and losses, but by heart. Some call it hard work, determination, or grit. We call it blimp-worthy. Goodyear, official sponsor of the college football playoff. Villanova versus Gonzaga. Syracuse versus UConn. Listen to the Jimmy V Classic this Tuesday evening live on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're in the second half of today's Spider Sports Line, but it's not too late for you to be a part of the show. Call us at 521-8501. Send your tweet to at Spider Voice. Text us 804-638-9508 or send an email to spidersportsline at richmond.edu. Let's get back to Joe's Inn Bonaire, 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. Juan Four pushes it right up the middle of the court, drop pass to Buckingham, give and go to Four, shovels it off to Golden, out to Sherrod, three ball good. That good ball movement by the Spiders, keep going that. They're going to get those shots. And again, Nick has to look for his shots more and more. That was the most fluid the Spider offense has looked today, and it was in transition. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line, live from Joe's Inn, Bon Air. We are here the next couple of Monday nights, the next two Monday nights, then we'll take the holiday break. 
for a couple weeks and then come back uh, when the calendar flips to 2018. So if you didn't make it out tonight, we certainly hope you'll be a part of the show each of the next two Monday nights before we get to our uh, couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year's. All right, Coach Jones has stayed with us. Coach Mooney is back here at the head table. Again, thanks to Nick Sherrod for being our special player guest. Let me go to a couple of emails, fellas, and get both of your perspectives on these. Spider Sports Line at Richmond.edu. And this one asks, and we were talking about leadership as a young guy with Nick Sherrod, is Grant Golden emerging as a leader? And Grant, I mean, like Buckingham and Sherrod, basically as a sophomore, he's a redshirt freshman athletically. But what have you seen, Chris, I'll start with you, um, from Grant as far as leadership is concerned? I would say Grant really is uh, becoming a leader. I I think that, um, number one, he's a very, very hardworking player and somebody who desperately wants to be good. I mean, he works at his game in a way, in a very mature way, and and really, really wants to be good. And, And I think that's you know what? What is a great for everybody, but it's really a great uh, part of for a big guy. And I, I think that you can see that he's obviously naturally he has ability, but he dedicated himself. You know, from last year's incident to this year to improving his body and his footwork and his shooting, and, and he's really become so much better. So I think that's a that's a big part of it. Is the guys respect his ability, but they also respect his work ethic. And I also think Grant is is a is a pretty calm, cool kid. Mm-hmm. And so I think that helps, you know, because basketball can be so emotional and, and up and down. I think him being able to, to be calm and cool is something that appeals to guys. And, and, um, and, and uh, you know, I think he can, he can speak and people will listen. And I think that he's, he's getting more and more comfortable with that, you know, not to pile on him. But we need it from young guys, and, and he's capable. And I, I think he'll uh, – I think one day that will be one of his great traits. Do you think maybe he saw the game a little differently last year? And I don't necessarily even mean from a, a life experience. Certainly from a life experience, he saw everything differently. But just being able to step back and not have to play and not have to worry about, you know, working through practice, but to be able to just step back and watch what was happening. I, I, I do feel like he had. And I also think that, you know, he, he really, I mean, he's backing up and then watching really, you know, somebody who True. had a historically yep. Yep. good basketball <laughs> season. And so – uh, and he's seeing the, um, you know, kind of the master's class of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think that when we, when we watch our film from last year, Grant is doing incredibly well. Uh, I think obviously with TJ, it's, 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 it's just so perfectly on point and, and quick and quick decisions. And I think Grant having that, being the kid who he is, that he would take, you know, that he would look at it like he did. And also being having his ability, he ha- he really did learn and grow from that. And I think it really helps the game to slow down uh, when you're able to watch somebody like TJ who's, um, you know, he's a couple steps ahead of most plays. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it really helps you to slow down and, and, and see the game and see what might happen uh, by the decisions that you make. Um, and he really did take advantage of that. Rob, how much time did you and the other assistants spend with Grant last year after the incident, as he tried to work himself back into basketball shape? Yeah, a good amount of time. I think that Grant, one of the things that he does really well is he's very observant and, and also very resilient. And I think that the from the observation standpoint of, of seeing TJ and seeing the things that he was able to do, but also observing the entire team throughout practice, I think that Grant really matured and grew last year, even though he couldn't be out there on the court 
he grew in terms of his voice. So in, in just in talking about the leadership aspect, I think before the injury, uh, Grant was not nearly as vocal in practice with his teammates than he was after that. And I think that has carried over throughout the summer and into this year. And I, I think that in his resiliency in terms of, you know, the hardest thing in life is to do something and, and to not do it well right away and then to keep doing it and, and to keep, you know, working at it and keep getting better. And I, I think that Grant has just, you know, he's brought the right attitude every single day, and he's, he's been plugging along and, and trying to get better at it. I think I, his approach is very good. I'll give you one thing that really impressed me about him, and it's a little bit off the wall, but I was just really impressed by it the other day when the kid at South Carolina State had the cardiac arrest on the court mm-hmm. at North Carolina State. Um, eventually found out he had gone to the hospital. They had resuscitated him. The first tweet I saw from somebody about that was Grant Golden reaching out to him. And I'm guessing Grant probably has never met the kid in his life, but he certainly understood what he was going through. And that's a different kind of leadership, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And and I think that's very much who Grant is. I I feel like – you know, he is uh, – he's on top of everything. You know, he, he um, he's in control of, of his academics, you know, his basketball. He, he's, uh, he's pretty unflappable, and I, I think he's a kind-hearted kid and, and um, you know, has a great relationship with all the guys on the team. I mean, he's he's pretty special kid, and obviously we're seeing it on the court, but I, I feel like he's a very special kid on his way to a, an incredible career. Absolutely. All right, this one's a little bit more X's and O's driven. Uh, it's a little bit longer, but I'm going to succinctly wrap it up in just one question out of this email. Why are we having such difficulty playing defense? And uh, I know that's something you guys have been spending yeah. a lot of time trying to figure out, so I'll let both of you pontificate on that a little bit. Uh, why are we having so much difficulty playing defense? Well, um, I would say that uh, that's, good. that's a great question. <laughs> That I know you guys have asked yeah. over and over again. You know, I saw uh, we saw Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, yes. and I remember Dave when when we were first year, when we were when I was first here, they were coming off the 0 and 11 season or one one and one ten, and ten something, one and ten something not very good. Yes, yeah. and uh, as they were getting better and better, and he talked about that you you practice so much longer and more when you were when they were one and ten, and when they they started to get really good, the practices were shorter, and and uh, I think that you know. For us, the youth is is a big part, and that that shows up mostly on the defensive end. It shows up plenty on offense, but it really shows up on defense. And um, you know, I, I feel like we have worked uh, on our defense more than we ever have in the past. And um, you know, it and you know the the things that you know seem easy and correctable uh, aren't quite so easy and correctable when guys are young and you know, maybe easily frustrated or, um, you know, uh, frustrated even when when we do something well and the shot goes in. Um, and, and so while while the correction seems like it's easy, it does take a little bit of time. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about, we talked really a long time about giving up, not giving up lobs to Doral Moore. And I think he had, you know, I think he had three or so in the game. And now, but that's much easier to talk about. Yep. And not give up a lob uh, in practice. The two than it is when a seven foot one, three hundred guy has it. So, and we also talked about when he does get a lob. So we're trying not to. When he does get a lob, then it's two points, and we walk down the other end. And you know, our reaction is a little bit to hang our head and and to and to worry about it. And so that that's kind of the the, the balance is we're working so hard to do things right, 
but when we don't do them right, let's try to do them right the next time. And and unfortunately, they when we don't do them right, that usually leads to the next thing not being right, and 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 then we're we're kind of starting over. And so, it's that's what speeding up the process is about: is just trying to do it and 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 be better at it the next time and, and be accountable to it and, and keep working at it, which, is, which isn't easy. And, Rob, I'll ask you this because you do a lot of the scouting reports, and I know many times on that scouting report it says we're going to double team when their post guy gets the ball on the block, not when he gets it on the short corner or not when he gets it 10 feet up the lane, and maybe there's some inexperienced decision-making going on there. And I will, you mentioned Dave Kloss, and I will relate it to our football team that had a whole new defensive scheme to figure out this year. And you could see them thinking, mm-hmm. literally thinking yeah. on the field. Yeah. The first half of the year, I'm trying to speed this up as much as I can, Chris, the second half of the year, they just instinctively reacted. Is that kind of what you're hoping and seeing or yes, not? Yes, no, no question. In, in terms of, you know, Coach had mentioned about it just from a, a mentality standpoint that, you know, you, you might be in the right place. You might have made the right decision, and at the end of the day, they still make the shot. Mm-hmm. And how does that, that – that can be a little bit deflating at times, and that affects the concentration on the next play so that if we're supposed to double on the block, not in the short corner – they're still thinking about the shot that was just made or the drive that they just gave up or the foul they just committed. So being able to, and again, this is maturity, this is experience, being able to put the play behind you, move on to the next play, and to concentrate on the next play, it's a bigger part of it than than maybe we're all willing to admit Mm -hmm. at certain times. So even though we, we have improved, uh, positionally, we have improved with with some different aspects of of it from the defensive end. It's not been, you know, put together, you know, completely just yet. All right. Did so. you have the Old Dominion scout? I did. You did. Yeah. All right. Give All right, me a quick each. Of you, give me thirty seconds on Old Dominion. We got about a minute and a half left. Thirty seconds, Rob, on ODU. Uh, a good front line. Their their size, um, athleticism is is good, and they're they're wanting to pound the ball inside. But they have perimeter players that can score, um, guys that have gotten uh, the point guard, Ahmad Caver, has really developed, and he's playing with extreme confidence right now. So they're, uh, they're a good team. They're, they're well-balanced. Uh, as, as we've been with them in the past, they're going to be very methodical on offense. They're going to they're gonna run their plays. They run their plays, and they do what they do. So it's, it's our job to figure out how we're going to stop it. Chris, final thoughts? Well, I, I look at it. You know, obviously specifically, but also how Old Dominion is, even, um, you know, with Jeff and even before with Blaine. You know, they've had good, big, athletic rebounding teams. Uh, and so um, it's a little bit di- two different styles of play. And, and uh, I, I think Rob's right. I mean, they're, they're, they're f- their physical presence is impressive, uh, and it's going to be important for us. We, we, need to, we need to continue to grow up more quickly and, uh, and, and hopefully string together good possessions. Uh, and really have, you know, I think our defense and offense have always complemented each other. Uh, and so, you know, that, that makes it, that's a really positive thing so when, you're, when you're going well, and right. it's a, it can be a negative thing when you're struggling at one end because uh, it, it kind of leads you to struggle at both ends. And so that's what we need. We need good, really good, sound, solid possessions. And then on defense to be really uh, alert and physical and meet their physicality as best we can. See you in Norfolk Wednesday night. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you.
And, Coach, thank you. We'll Thanks, see you Wednesday Bob. at Old Dominion. And, again, to Nick Sherrod, thank him for being our special player guest. Mitchell Bradley producing on location. Matt Josephs back at our ESPN 950 studios. We're on the air at 630 Wednesday night, the game at 7 from Old Dominion, and then another great state rivalry game Saturday night, 6 o'clock at the Robin Center against James Madison. We hope to see you out there as well. Bob Black saying so long from Josie and Air for tonight's edition of the Spider Sports Line. See you back here next Monday night. So long, everyone. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Joe's Inn Bonaire 2616 Buford Road in the Buford Road Shopping Center. Tonight's show is brought to you by People's Golf Carts, Virginia Birth Father Registry, CarMax, Cap Center, Lux Chevrolet, and Joe's Inn Bonaire. For the latest Spider Sports news and updates, visit RichmondSpiders.com on your computer, mobile device, and tablet. Plus, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on the Spider IMG Sports Network.